this movie is. Well, like, he based it on. Do you know what this movie feels like? This feels like when films come out, you have like Armageddon, and yeah. then you have the, the, deep, me, the deep, deep Impact. impact. Yeah. This feels like the Deep Impact of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. If you think about it, Not there are old. so many bad one-liners and bad jokes. Even you know what I noticed little things like uh, at the towards the end of the movie when they're holding arguably the worst British bad guy. Hello, Hello governor. Oi, oi. Oh, you want me to sweep your chimney before we take you in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're holding him up at the end. And you know what it made me think of? What? Do you remember in Commando when Schwarzenegger's holding Sully up? He's like, I have to warn you, Sully. This is my bad yeah, arm. Yeah. It took Tango and Cash to hold one guy up. It only took one John Matrix to hold up Sully. Well, yeah, but they're like small guys. And Breon James is a six foot two, 250 well, pound dude. Plus, you can see the wire coming out of Sully's foot. Really? Which, what? Yeah. You can see it clear as day. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash tower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content. And a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Tango and cash. Cash and and tango. Any of this? Max, if you're going to buy a house. You need cash. You need cash. And tango. And if you want to have a big space in your house to listen to music and dance, you're going to need tango. (laughs) It's a stretch. (laughs) If you need the right mortgage, you got to go to Sonic Loans. They're going to get you into an awesome refi or your first time mortgage. If you make the wrong decision, you're in a whole lot of trouble. You could find yourself in a query or a quandary. A quarry. <laughs> or a quarry. Like the last hour of this movie. A well-spent hour that was, Max. <laughs> and <laughs> Reach out to Charlie and his team today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. So get your big chin over to Sonic Loans and grab yourself the best loan you can. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Max, the federal case against Tango and Cash had more holes in it than some delicious Swiss cheese. <laughs> Get a good lawyer. But if you're if you're looking for the best attorney in town, Bird Law, I am your passport. Verify me. Any kind of stuff like that. You like those from Whoa. sneakers. Oh. I, ju- I jumped out of the 80s for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bedford. Hey, look at you. Yeah. I love when you flex your whatever's left of your brain. Bolton Legal Group, they're going to take care of you. They're going to protect you. They're going to make sure that if someone has uh, dubbed... By the way, my editing skills, I could for sure do something like that to you. Can we do that on an episode? Dude, AI nowadays, you got to be careful. So Bolton Legal Group is going to protect you from being tracked down from Jack Palace, although RIP, he's, he's passed. Reach out to Bolton Legal like Group today. Tell them that Buzz, Buzz in the Tower <laughs> sent you. Make sure that you get the support you need for whatever your legal needs are. Today's episode, Tango and Cash. Between 1980 and 1989, over 4,000 studio films were released in the United States. But only one movie holds the distinction as the last major film released in the 80s. Tango and Cash was the exclamation point of the 1980s. Some will argue a simple period would have worked, or even a semicolon, but I say bring on the gratuitous punctuation. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we're going to get FUBAR as we discuss all things Tango and Cash. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Gabriel to my Ray, Max Sanders. And with that... Mo, can we get someone else to do this episode? The fumes in that place. Max, it's an important job. I need someone I can trust. You are my number one. Now, don't forget your lucky deck. What are you? <laughs> I'm Jack Palace. Remember me? No. No, you can't. What are it's our catchphrases? I can make it. I can make it. You haven't done that in forever. I know. I stopped. I want more. As much as we can squeeze into any episode, there's two things I'll always say yes to, and that's Jack Palance mm. and Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken could just as easily have been Jack Palance in any movie. That would be great. Are you kidding? Yeah. Max, it's an important job. I need someone I, I can trust. I don't think he could have done Young Guns. I don't picture Walken in like a <laughs> cowboy 15th century stuff. Yeah, I could do it. You, you see Deer know. Hunter Man? That thing freaked me out. That's a big one. Max, I haven't seen you in two weeks, buddy. Really? Yeah. Think oh. about, I think the last time we recorded together was uh, two weeks ago. I right? was in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me all about, did you wear your weird meow? Meowdy. Meowdy shirt? Yeah, it was yeah. like a little cat on it with a cowboy hat. I think I'm going to get a tattooed on me. Uh, of course you are. I got Ron Swanson tattooed on me. Oh, I'll have to take a look at that later. Max, before we say anything else, go any further, it's really important for me to address the 300-pound gorilla in the room. That's a small gorilla. You ju- That's right. I meant three. Th- Damn it. <laughs> Damn it! I hate That's a right. petite gorilla. It's a very understated gorilla. And I meant elephant. That's the worst part. And then it would have been a really small, like a, like a toy elephant. Yeah. Can I start over? Yep. Max, you came to me before the podcast started, and you said, you said, Mo, you're my, you're my number one guy. Tango and cash. You told me before this episode started, you, you put me off kilter. You uh, informed me that you had good news and bad news regarding your bachelor party. Yeah. And I I believe you gave me the bad news first or the good news first. You gave me the good news first. It's in Vegas. That's good news. Yeah. I I enjoy a trip to Vegas. You like whittle a bunch of money. I do have a tendency. What are you up? Oh, lifetime? Yeah. I don't keep track. Five figures? Six figures? I, I do pretty well. That's look at that. Look I, at the I, modesty I, I, there. You know. Yeah, you gotta teach me. Don't try to sweep me up before I dive Heart into the part of this conversation where I snap your neck. Yeah, you That's then the, you then inform me. You then inform yep. me 
that you are violating one of the most sacred laws of bachelor parties that exists. You are having a, a, good thing. a couple's bachelor bachelorette party. Yeah. I just threw up in my mouth. I, my whole 20s was a bachelor party. It doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter. This isn't for you. It is. Uh, so first of all. How many bachelor parties have you been to? Hold on. Number ba- 99 bachelor, needs bachelor, to be bachelor, I, I am. I am going to dissect this. Bit by bit, we're gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna give some time from the show to. You talk had a about guy, this. girl, bachelor, bachelor, I mean, bachelor party. I, I did not. There was a bunch of girls from the bar. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was not a. That was not a couples party. No, but you invited people <laughs> of the opposite sex, and they made the who party garbage. They made the party way better. Pinky in fact, in I think brain. we were thrown out of the establishment we were in because of them. Yep. Max, number one, bachelor and bachelorette parties are not. I won't speak to bachelorette parties. Bachelorette parties. This may not be true. Bachelor parties are not for the bachelor at all. They are for the bachelor's friends. My friends don't like each other or yeah, know each other. Do you know, know any each of my other. friends? Yes. Who? Cox, Abbas. Who else is coming? I name the uh, other fingers. People. I yeah. know finger. I yeah. a three for three. Keep yeah. going. As John, I don't know anyone. John Smith. Four for four. You know him? Yes. No. Oh. Darren. Can, a lot of, Darren. A five lot, for five. There's a lot of John Smiths yeah, out there. there you maybe you don't know this there one. There you go. <laughs> I so I debunk that. No, look. I mean, we're gonna make the best of it. Because that's what we. Have I just want to have some do. nice dinners and see a show. Then you have a nice dinners and see a show outside of your bachelor party. You don't. You don't. It's just. It's. It feels. Dirty. I want to hang out with these people who all have kids. It makes me feel so dirty. And I texted I Trish. My, and I was like. I was like, pack your bag. We're going to Vegas. She's like, I'm good. Hey, my fiance has not met your wife. It's safe that way. Really? If they get together, they could turn on me. <laughs> I could see it happening. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. What if we get out of the whole trip and Trish is like, I don't like the way you talk to Max or Selena. I'll be like, I, this has been a terrible idea. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Sorry, but I'm pissed. Yeah. I, I want it to be about me. Because you're not yourself when you're around Selena. You're, you're, you're nice and sophisticated. No, I'm not. More so than when you're not around here. You I guys can't, make fun of me I more can't, than anything I can't else. push you to do something stupid in front of her. I'll feel bad. I don't want to do anything stupid. But that's what bachelor parties are. I did everything stupid. Do you not remember? You were at both of my bachelor parties. Do you not remember the stupidity involved in both of those? Yeah. Yeah. That's a bachelor party. But we were younger. Oh, well, I wasn't that much younger. I'm 30. I was your age. How old are you? No, I'm 37. You are old. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I I missed missed my first divorce is what I said, basically. Shut your mouth. Why don't you just invite your parents while we're at it? I thought about it, actually. God, actually, that kind of kind of fun. Yeah. I I like the parents. All Lord. right. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to seriously marinate on this. I, my initial reaction was to punch you in the face. Just yeah. stay at the tables and pay for everything when you that, go. The up only 10, see, listen, you. The only reason you know that I'm even remotely okay with this is because I'm literally gonna send Trish off with you guys and just gamble like a sick pervert. Yeah. Why am I a pervert for gambling? Who knows? All right. Well, that's addiction. a little bit of insight into yeah. the show that Max is. Max is that guy. Everyone who listens to our show knows at least one guy who does this. The, we're going to have a, a boyfriend girlfriend bachelor bachelor and she stepped on the ball. Is this more of a tango move or a cash move? Tango. This is absolute. This is a kiki move. The younger sister of. She's Ms. a stripper. That, she, that strip, she is a dancer. That's a strip club. That's not a strip club. She Why? plays there, good there drums. There's the only nudity, which I noticed, was in the locker, <laughs> locker room. That was, Apparently in the locker room. In that the was dressing a strip room. club. It was not a strip club. That was not. There's nobody naked out there. And when have you ever been to a strip club where they play drums? Answer, riddle me that. Four times. <laughs> I believe you, unfortunately. Neil Peart got on stage. That's so Completely weird. nude. So crazy story. Def Leppard's there. They're yeah. one-handed drummer <laughs> banging away while there's strippers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Lee's kind of a stripper on yes, Instagram. He is more than that, man. He, <laughs> he just is... posts nude pictures of himself. Why not? Why wouldn't he? Everyone in the world seen him naked. Yeah. But I mean, like there could be an eight year old on Instagram. Yeah, there could. Yeah. It's a great story, Max. <laughs> All right, Max. Uh, we're talking tango and cash. 
If it's your first time to the show, uh, <laughs> welcome, Sorry. welcome to Max's bachelor party. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, look, here's the thing: if you if you're new to the show, listen to this episode because after you hear this episode, you're going to want to do two things. You're going to want to never watch Tank on Cash. No, you will. No, you will. You will. You'll like it. It's good. It's okay. And you're going to want to subscribe and follow our podcast. Leave a review. If you need more content, head on over to Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Check out our handle at at Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Our website's buzzinthetower.com. It is time for a summer t-shirt. And if you are looking for a nice one, check out our merchandise. Nice and breathable. Beautiful stuff. Patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. That is where you can get all the inside information. In fact, we will post pictures from Max's couple's bachelor party, which will most likely be wholesome breakfasts and brunches. It'll you know so all my fun. friends. I don't think it will be, man. I hate you so much. I'm so mad. Selena party's hard. I know. So why don't you want to hang out with her? I don't know. She makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> What's with wrong her, with you? With her judging eyes. She's always judging me. She's not. She makes me feel like I need to be nicer to you, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, that's a bonus. That's I know you're. Yeah. This works out great for you. I'm not. That's what it's supposed to be. I'm not, it's not supposed to be for you. I'm not questioning why you would want to do this. This huh? is. You know what this is the equivalent of? What? You know, I told you I'm going to the Kansas City game. So for those of you that listen to the show, you know I'm a huge, huge, huge Lions fan. So I'm actually going to Kansas City this year to watch the Lions play the Chiefs in the opening game of the NFL. It's very cool. I'm going with. Have they ever opened the season? I can't. In your I, history, I, no, right? Not that I remember. That's wild. It's a big deal. It's yeah. a huge deal. Plus the ring. Is it a Thursday? Yeah, it's a Ooh. Thursday night game. It's the only game on TV, yeah. and it's the ring ceremony for the Super Bowl they won last year. It's yeah. a huge deal. I'm going with seven of my friends. One of them lives in Texas and is driving to Kansas City. The other five or six, I'm screwing up the numbers, but I'm not sure how many of you are coming now. They decided to rent an RV and drive from Michigan to Kansas City. Ooh, careful. I've damaged an RV I'm not before. going. Okay, good. I will fly in like yeah. an old, brittle man. Yeah, no, that's smart. But- I understand the logic behind it. Like they want to push the envelope. That's what you do at a bachelor party. Now I would argue it's not what you do for a trip to a football game, but they would argue that we're middle aged. You're not middle aged. You're youngish tar. (laughs) I'm going to die at 60. You are going to die at 60. That's I'm going to outlive you though. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You're going to die with a brisket in your hand. I do like a good brisket. (laughs) I don't usually eat straight from the hand brisket, but I'm not opposed to it. I'm not going to say it's a bad idea. That'd be a really embarrassing way to die. Like that's worse than Elvis on the, on the crapper. I almost said that, you know what? Elvis dies on the pooper. Mo dies with brisket in his hand. Do you know that sandwich he liked had 9,000 calories in it? Sure. Yeah. Dude, he was in a It had a loaf of bread. It was a whole different world. (laughs) A jar of peanut butter. He was, yeah. Oh, mama. Oh, do you know the story that every time he experienced jubilation with a lady, he would say, I'm sorry, mama. Oh, no. I Isn't that, that's terrifying. Yeah. Try try not thinking of that the next time with your well, with no, he had a weird, He had a weird relationship yeah, with his mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we talking about Elvis or Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash. Are there mothers in Tango and Cash? I don't think there's a single mother. <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> Never thought that question would come up on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't do the proper research. Although I did lie. You brought to my attention that there was one movie that came out the exact same time as Tango and Cash and technically shared the title of last major uh, studio film released in 1989. Yeah, that Always movie with uh, Richard Dreyfuss and John Goodman. Yeah, so that's a movie that came out. I know, right? It's just like, how does Spielberg make a movie? Everyone's like, meh. I mean, I guess like 1941, although you love that I movie. I love 1941. I want to watch it. You need weekend. to watch it. Yeah. It's really, I know it's not an 80s movie, but uh, do me the honor I will. Of, of watching it. Whenever you, you say stuff, I watch it. Uh, you do? I appreciate yeah. that. Max, Tango and Cash. Cash and Tango? Framed by their ruthless arch nemesis. Yeah. Um, who, who they don't know exists. <laughs> nope, the- they don't. <laughs> Just take it easy. We got plenty of time. There's a lot of plot holes in this that we could discuss. <laughs> a mismatched LAPD crime fighting duo has to put its differences aside to even the score with the evil kingpin who put them behind bars. Once and for all. 
So this is Autobots roll out. Did this kill the buddy cop movie for a while? It like this it... killed the eighties. Yeah, like radio killed the video star, but this killed the video 80s. killed the radio whatever. Star. You yeah. know what I meant? Yeah. See MTV. I saw down. you watching Tango and Cash in eighty nine. <laughs> this would be a music video. This movie. This movie. This is hubris at its best. This is what happens when you take Sylvester Stallone, who in the seventies said, here's this amazing script I wrote. Yeah. And you I can't and you it. can't you can't make this movie. Now he didn't direct Rocky. He said, here's this amazing script I wrote. You're right. And you cannot make this movie unless I am in this movie with you. And I, I don't know if you know this or not. This is just a wild side note to Rocky. So Rocky Sylvester Stallone was friends with Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Hey. Hey. And he gave the script to a studio. And the studio said, yeah, like we're we want to make this movie. But uh, we're not casting whoever this Sylvester Stallone guy is. And the he Italian went, Stallion. Yeah, and he went back. Uh, Winkler went back to Stallone. Stallone's like, no, no, like I'm not doing this movie unless I'm tied to this movie. And Winkler had to go back and basically like beg to get the script back. It, it almost was by some loophole. It was like in contract with them. Mm. So had Winkler not retrieved that script and got it back, there would be no Sylvester Stallone. But I bring this up because Sylvester Stallone went from the underdog, modest, scrapping, fighting, he's got to make a movie so he can buy his dog back, you know all the stories, to egomaniac. <laughs> yeah. Like, such an egomaniac that essentially the entire back half of his 80s career, every single script he got, he rewrote. He thought he could direct better, produce better, write better. Think about the audacity to get the script from Beverly Hills Cop and say, oh, I could do better than that. And he he wrote all of the humor out it so quickly that you were left with Cobra. So <laughs> that's what, you know, that's what Cobra yeah, is, right? You're mostly right. Except that Beverly Hills cop, the script is garbage. Eddie Murphy just improvised it all. I, the story's kind of cool. Yeah. The story's awesome. Right. But I'm saying like, the, you wrote the comedy out. Eddie I just, made, I want you to think about this. For no, a no, I understand. Think about what you're nitpicking. I'm simply saying lay Cobra next to Beverly Hills cop and realize that that's what Stallone did to Beverly Hills cop. I'd rather watch Cobra. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, it's so Pig. funny. It's, it's so funny, but uh, I mean, think about it. How much of an ego would you have if you were this five foot seven Jack dude who married Brigitte Nielsen and like was on par with Arnold Schwarzenegger out of nowhere? Even though you have like a physical ailment that makes you talk funny. I understand everything you're saying, Max. And we've talked about this before. The Arnold you're, versus, you're, yeah, uh, you're talking to a guy like I, very few people have an ego as big as mine, and even I am like awestruck <laughs> by the arrogance that he had. And then really well, you are struck by the arrogance Arnold had. Well, Arnold worked with good directors. Arnold's was, Arnold's was different. Because he worked with good directors and he didn't question the scripts. And he, and he very much still like, he. I don't know, man. It but, just seems like Stallone. No, I get it. You know what I mean? He's like, got little man syndrome. I love, I love Sylvester Stallone. I love every movie he's in, uh, even the crappy ones. But like, don't tell mom. Oh, no, that's just Stop kidding. Her, my Stop mom her mom. Stop her mom. Shoot. Yeah. I almost, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Stop oh, her mom. Oh, what's that, by the way? The dishes are done, man. Yeah. It's a great Nugan's movie. great in it. Love that movie. But like. This is my whole point to you, right? Tango and cash. Tango and cash. Am I allowed to say tango and cash any other way? Tango and cash. You can't really. This movie was bad because of him. This movie was great because of him, but this movie was bad because of him. Kurt Russell, on the other hand. He's playing Riggs. He, he, but, he's, <laughs> but he's great. He is. He should have been Riggs. Kurt, Kurt, I know. Kurt Russell. You know, I think the evidence of my point is you look at the first movie in the 90s that each of these guys made. Do you know what it is off the top of your head? Woof. Uh, is it Captain Ron? No. That's a great movie, by the way. Yeah. That, so the first movie that Stallone was in. No, I want to guess. You'll never guess. It's not Cliffhanger. Kygo. It's not Kygo Daybreak. Now. No, Kygo no. Now. I want to think. Do, it's, is it Stop My Mom Will Shoot? Do, do. Rocky Five. 
Oh, wow. Hot garbage. Yeah. And you know what the first movie- I like movie, the street fight at the end. And you know what the first movie that uh, Kurt Russell did in the 90s? Breakdown? Backdraft. Ooh. That's where their careers were going. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's that's my point, is that's what they led themselves into by kind of being on different paths. Ooh, who would you rather be, Kurt Russell or Sly Stallone, career-wise? And life-wise. Late, late 70s, early No, no 80s? whole life, whole career. Kurt Russell, whole career. Yeah, I think so, too. There is a genuineness to him, plus what he did- I lo- I still love Stallone. Stallone only works as a caricature. Even in the new what stuff he's Copland? in. Copland is the lone example of him later in his career being able to do that. He's in that new stuff right now where he's like a mob boss. Tulsa I King. tried watching it. Yeah. it. It couldn't do much. Probably Fubar stinks. I know. I know. I watched one I, episode. Heard, and I was I like, it was a bummer. But you look at Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell, he's worked with Tarantino. Yeah, and was Hateful fantastic. Eight. Yep, yeah. he he he's the Fast and Furious movies and those new Christmas movies where he's Santa Claus. I heard those are really good with him and Goli- with him and Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Hawn they're great. Like yeah. they're, he's Plus really them, really like, good. Mary, not Mary Goldie Hawn. Yeah, I mean, and his son's really talented, right? Uh, uh, Wyatt, was, yeah, he was Captain America. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I personally like I, I'd take Kurt Russell, but the ego in me would take Sly. Yeah, I mean, Rocky Four alone is enough of a reason to want to be Sly. It's and, true. And, and first, and blood. you're still jacked. Well, I mean, I like Kurt Russell's look. Yeah, you know, a little meteor, little oh, yeah. little eighties, yeah. little doughy. Yeah, yeah. But you're right; he's he's Riggs. Yeah, <laughs> this movie is. Well, like, you based it on you know Riggs. What this movie feels like this feels like we've talked about before how when films come out, you have like Armageddon, and yeah. then you have the, the, deep, me, the deep, deep Impact. impact. Yeah. This feels like the Deep Impact of Lethal Weapon. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about it. They, but they kind of kept it like too Riggsy. Like it's there's no one who's a Murtaugh. There too are old. so many bad one-liners and bad jokes. Even you know what I noticed little things like uh, at the towards the end of the movie when they're holding arguably the worst British bad guy. Hello, Governor. Hello, Governor. Oi, oi. Oh, you want me to sweep your chimney before we take you in? Oh yeah. Do you know what the story is behind that? I I don't know. Tell so, me. Breon James, who played him, yeah. awesome character actor, yeah, yeah, Blade yeah. Runner. We'll get into him later. But he was only supposed to have two lines in this entire movie. So he hammed it up. So he was just like, I'm going to spice it up with a bad oh, he accent. spiced it up. Sly loved it. <laughs> and he rewrote the script so he would have a bigger role. He's like, yes. So he probably read Sly's script. And, and some people were like, this is the cheesiest thing ever. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh my, oh my beer, mate. <laughs> I became Australian all of a sudden. It's as good as this British it's actor. It's so bad, dude. Yeah. It's so bad. And he's a great actor. He's great. Yeah. I mean, so... They're holding him up at the end. And you know what it made me think of? But Do you remember in Commando when Schwarzenegger's holding Sully up? He's like, I have to warn you, Sully. This is my bad yeah, arm. Yeah. Like, just to give you the scope of absurdity, it took Tango and Cash to hold one guy up. It only took one John Matrix to hold up Sully. Well, yeah, but they're like small guys. And Breon James is a six foot two, 250 well, pound dude. Plus, you can see the wire coming out of Sully's foot. Really? Which, yeah, it's it's one of the reasons that oh, yeah. Commando rubs me the wrong way. What? Yeah, you can see it clear as day. Clear it, as day, Max. I think you secretly have a crush on Vernon Wells. You don't want to admit it. That's why you hate it. It's false. Everything you Johnny. say is false. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> oh, Johnny, he said. Don't say Johnny around me ever again. Okay. I still have freaking uh, PTSD from uh, number five. Ugh. Input. Oh, dear Boy, God. Input. All right, Max, let's talk facts. I got a bunch of them. So Stallone, in an attempt to uh, smarten up his look, by the way, I didn't know he was practically blind. He's nearsighted, so he can't see squat. In one eye, and he has astigmatism. Is that what it is? (laughs) Try to say it the way. Astigmatism. Wait, there's an R right there, isn't there? It's astigmatism. Oh, Oh, wow. 
Well, there's an R after the no, T. He's got the asteroid in his Isn't eye. Is it not an R after the T? Asteroid. <laughs> well, I know the definition. It's a defect in the eye or in the lens caused by a deviation from the spherical curvature, hey, which hey, results in distorted hey, images. Hey, it's yeah. okay, buddy. Yeah. It's all right. You're doing great. Lost this round. So he actually wore his own glasses. Those were not prop glasses in this. That was a they look good. sophisticated sly yeah. wearing his glasses. Tango and Cash. Let's talk about the dr- Tango and Cash. Let's talk about the uh, musical chairs the of the directors they have. <laughs> <laughs> is that the only reason you picked this movie? So I can say Tango yeah. and Cash. Oh, Max, I've got so many more. We should how you screen all your guests? Yes. <laughs> the, Rainbow's the, a female cat. The original director was Andre, oh boy, Konchalovsky. Who did nothing. Astigmatism. Yeah. He, I guess he did about three or four weeks. His vision was much darker than, uh, than the happy-go-lucky fan favorite that we have today. So he got booted. When he got booted, the producer stepped in for a hot minute. And actually directed a, a bit of it. That producer, do you know who that was, Max? It was Peter McDonald, who was actually the director of Rambo 3, and I believe was one of the producers of Tango and Cash. I love he, Rambo He 3. hopped in for a hot second. And then they hired Albert Magnoli. And Magnoli did the majority of the film, although towards the end, Stallone hopped in and started directing himself. <laughs> so four directors, Max. This film, Tango, it, it Tango it. and yeah. Cash, had four directors. That's although incredible. it's got the same tone the whole time. Yes, it does. Yeah. Silliness. <laughs> What's wrong with that? This is the Howard this the is Duck your, for... Oh, this is your kind of movie. Yeah. 100%. Like awful puns, like very little plot consistency and goofiness. That's, it, that's got you written all over it. It does. That's incredible. So even though... Konchalovsky got fired. He was incredibly glowing about his experience with Sly. Although I question if part of that is just like Sly is Hollywood elite yeah. at, at this point. But you he said he held the whole film together and was totally professional. I doubt that. Sly was kind of a monster in the 80s. Right? Yeah. Uh, do you know the scene uh, where he asked if they wanted he wanted a Danish and he said, I hate Danish? It's uh, Brigitte, right? That's his nod to his uh, ex-wife who he was in the middle of a divorce with. I think they couldn't have been married very long because they got married... 86 and 86 Cobra. and Cobra. I got yeah, married yeah. on my birthday. That's we we have mentioned that. My before. actual the day I was born, they were getting married. So this is so difficult for me because the only thing that I really like about this movie is Kurt Russell and who they originally. Oh, Jack Palance. Yeah, that's true. I talk yeah. I talk too quick. I and don't James Hong. Hong Hong. Well, let's get to the characters later. And the SUV. SUV is cool. Terry Hatcher's hot. Are you done? Um. It's heartbreaking to me that who they originally wanted for Kurt Russell was, would have probably been better. Swayze. Patrick Swayze. But he dropped out for Roadhouse. So Roadhouse. Yes, yeah, he did. He made the right choice the Imagine you're, you're Swayze's uh, agent, and it's like, we've got Roadhouse <laughs> or Tango in cash. I would just be like, my life is pretty good. <laughs> By the way, did you see what happened in the Miami Heat game last night? I'm realizing every time I say Tango in cash, it's tickling my throat. Go ahead. No, what happened in Miami Heat game? So you know how they're re- remaking Roadhouse? Yes. And Conor McGregor's in it? Yes. So he was at the Heat game, and they like, like staged him beating up the mascot. Oh, all right. But he did one punch and then he did the second punch and yeah. he actually sent the mascot to the hospital. That's incredible. Yeah. I like that. Do you? No. That's me. I, I care nothing about this. It better. It's good. Jake Gyllenhaal. I like him though. So yeah. Little Jilly. Oh man. All right. Max. Yes. Pierce Brosnan's name was being thrown in the ring as well. As Real, for what? For, uh, oh, for Tango. For Tango. Yeah. Uh, other contenders for the role included Kevin Costner, Liam Neeson, Bruce Willis, but Kurt Russell. I thought you said, said Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Liam Nielsen sounds like it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Bill, um, Bill Paxton would have been good. Did you hear about the fire that almost killed them? No. 
the SUV, when it caught on fire, like legitimately caught on fire. So Stallone and Russell had to be rescued as they tried to dampen the flames. Uh, Their best efforts were irrelevant and they could not escape. And Stallone did get a little singed on his beautiful hair. Oh my God. Not Michael Jackson, Pepsi commercial singed, but it was pretty bad. Richard Pryor. Oh Jesus Christ. Come on now. Come on. He didn't didn't deserve that. (laughs) He made Superman three. It deserves a lot. Stallone tried to get, um, Kurt Russell back for a Tango and Cash reunion when they did the Expendables, and Russell wanted nothing to do with the so, Expendables. I don't get that because he's it, still doing legit stuff. No, the, no, no. Because Fast and Furious, he's the same guy as Mr. Church in the Expendables. He's the best, same guy. I just don't honestly. He doesn't like Sly. Probably. I, I don't feel maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't go near that with like anything ever. Maybe like, maybe good. Kurt Russell's a little annoyed by Sly that I he guess. thought he should have had his career. I don't know because Kurt Russell's kind of like he's the hipster. Like pick of the eighties, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. he's like the second tier, the highest of the second tier of the action guys. It's hard to really put a finger on what he is. That's because, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Stallone is your classic a. Well, no, he's not even though. But he was in the eighties. But even in the eighties, I still don't think that the eighties grew a different breed of A-list blockbusters, and that was your Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Because separate from that, you still had. Your Alec Baldwin, Sean real Connery, acting, real of, actors yeah. that were like still considered A list, you know? Okay. They were a new classification. And I think Kurt Russell is this rare actor that fell in the gap, right? Like he could do the action film, but he was also like a good actor. And he's also a lifelong actor. I mean, he was in the business since he was a kid doing Disney stuff. Oh, you know who a good comparison is for him who? nowadays? Who? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. Because he's got everything. You mean Jared Goff? Well, he was a Disney kid too. Yeah, yeah. Jared Goff wasn't a Disney kid, just FYI. <laughs> Are you going to resign him? I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I think they're going to let him play out half a season, and if he goes like six and zero, seven and zero, they should sign him. him. They should. That's what I would do. Cool. But I ain't no uh, Brad Holmes. I ain't no villain. <laughs> Tango and cash. <laughs> so this film won twenty million dollars over budget. Yeah, made I mean, it made sixty three point five, which is good on a fifty four. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a lot, and that's a. Boatload. I and mean, what was Batman? Remember we talked about how Batman was in 89. Yeah, this is way more. Yeah, Batman was 38 million. That's crazy. Yeah. So. That doesn't even look like there was that much money put into this movie. I mean, I guess the explosions. I mean, Arnold. I mean, I Arnold, Arnold. No, yeah, Sly, Sly and I Kurt. Guess. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe no, more. you know what it was? I do know what it was. Right. It was the reshooting. It was the reshooting that skyrocketed their budget. It wasn't so much that the original budget was that high, but they went back and had to really spice up that humor and make it the beautiful film it is today. <laughs> Max, Sylvester Stallone uh, also had director of photography Barry Sonnenfeld fired, which I know you talked about. This also led to why Magnoli was way over budget because of the reshoots. I don't know why they got rid of him do you know what he did he directed i heard a rumor they like he was he wasn't lit he didn't light stallone up the right way well he's weird so men in black get shorty adam's family so he likes a little bit more dark and and yeah Yeah. yeah. i i think if they'd made this darker it would have been funny i think but that's i would have been ironically funny (laughs) instead of on purpose funny but hey if you want dark uh apparently in 1989 and 90 uh there was a very intense batch of heroin in new york city that was sold as Tango and Cash, and it had lots of ODs, so they had to uh, warn people not to do the Tango and yeah, Cash. Don't stuff. do the Tango and Cash. That's good advice. <laughs> uh, this film was, I learned a new term, wet prints. Have you heard that? Not no. Not prints, but like, Sounds like sexy. a singer, but print, like P-R-I-N-T. Yeah, I got you. Wet prints. This is when a film is shipped to theaters so quick that it's like literally just been done. So this movie was shipped to theaters a week after the original release date and was immediately put out. So they were like working on it and then turned it around and shipped it and went straight to the theaters because it was running so late. And it shows. Big time. So uh, the guy who wrote uh, Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, Jeffrey Bohm, yes. worked on the script, but he hated his work so much he didn't want to be credited. I, I'm with them. Uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of tips of the hat 
to other action films in this movie, which is that they're like stealing. So weird. It's they're not stealing. <laughs> the die hard one? Yeah, well, there's a couple, right? So there's the um the Stevie Wonder. During the chase sequence, when things get explosive, Cash says, Now we're cooking. That's directly from Lethal Weapon 2. And then yes, the uh who's driving Stevie Wonder, that's from from Die Hard. <laughs> I like Caruso's delivery of I, it. It was funny, but yeah. I, isn't it weird to you that they're like, this isn't 10 years no, after like Lethal a month. Weapon. Yeah, it was like last week it came out. So I was going to add that. It was going to be good. Yeah. That's a good slide. <laughs> Gobble the goo. <laughs> Gobble the goo. <laughs> I, I'm being so mean to Stallone. I love Stallone. I love his daughters. That's who I really love. Yeah. Are you watching the yeah. reality show? No. Yeah. I just, my mom likes it. I just, I, she would. Yeah. Just kidding. I love your mom. Don't disrespect you her. You never met my mom. No. Talk to her. FaceTime with her. Really? Yeah. When? I don't remember. Maybe for our Mother's Day show? Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah. I know I've I know I've seen her when I've talked to her in my dreams. <laughs> so the SUV was cool Swiss though. Swiss cheese is made of the <laughs> did you make that lyric up? <laughs> Sometime. Oh, uh, that's great. You All can't right. tell me the SUV wasn't cool. <clears throat> the exploding dog that was supposed to be a guard dog. What yes. was well and he gives a thumbs up. Don't know. It like barked badly and then exploded. Yeah, and no. The slide gives the thumbs up. That's your plot hole. That's the one where you're like, you know what, Mo? I'm I got to stop things right now. That's where they lost me, the exploding dog. <laughs> Daphne Ashbrook was originally cast as Tango's sister, but Terry Hatcher looked more like Stallone. She Who does is have Daphne that Ashbrook? Italian, no clue. Yeah. She does, uh, Terry Hatcher does have that like Italian look, you know. Hey, I'm walking here, you know. I think she should have been a bigger star. Her career is very, so. Her and Jimmy Gertz. When we talk about characters, that is like my asterisk note, like, career lois and clark was great uh, well, you're we'll jumping get, sorry sorry Jeez, louise sorry. max come on the real and they're spectacular be better than that max you know what i'm talking about no uh Seinfeld. one of the trucks that was used in the end scene this is actually a huge deal do you remember bigfoot and of what course, a big deal blue, bigfoot was like monster yeah truck. monster truck that was the actual bigfoot i was wondering so why the owner, a monster the owner has verified it was the actual bigfoot that was used in that end chase scene Gotta have a monster truck at your quarry. Quar- quarry. Why can't I say quarry? I don't know. It just remember, Why couldn't they kill just Tango? Quarry and- Haim, Quarry Feldman, <laughs> Quarry on Tango and Cash. It's it's unrealistic they couldn't kill Tango and Cash when they had like rocket launcher cars. Yeah, it's unrealistic. <laughs> Great call, Max. Thanks for bringing in reality to this conversation. <laughs> the movie was nominated for a grand total of three Golden Raspberry Awards, <laughs> also known as Razzies. Uh, they were. In, in no particular order, worst actor, Stallone, worst supporting actress, Kurt Russell in drag, and worst screenplay. <laughs> That's forced for the actress thing, isn't it? I, yeah. Are we even allowed to talk about He's a handsome people woman. in drag? I guess so. Uh, every major plot in this movie. In newspapers? Was was listed in a, <laughs> in a news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Tango, cop. <laughs> Cash, also cop. <laughs> Tango and cash, put in jail hey, for sometimes, killing. Sometimes you don't want to think. You just need a newspaper spinning at you. I know, but I just, again, I imagine Stallone being like, oh, you know, there's some confusion here. Give me the crawl. Yeah. Give me an Indiana Jones plane going from New York <laughs> over to L.A. with the red line. I love that plane. You do love that. Don't you? Are you going to see the new one? I heard it's terrible. Yeah. I oh, God. He's I'll, 80 I'll, years I old. I know. I know. I love him so much. I know. A crystal skull almost did me in. It was so bad. Yeah. You have all this mysticism and cool stuff. Ugh, you do aliens for I no know, reason. I know, Max. I know. Come on. Oh, the RV that we we're talking about? Yeah. The noises they used? Yes. Also, also, the DeLorean time machine was used. Ooh. And also, there was another... Wait, there's another cool no, noise one. Hold on. I need to find it. Ah, the truck they have? Uh, they use the uh, Luke Skywalker's land speeder sound. <laughs> 
So he's just taking from everything. Or Tango's call sign. Why not? T- Tango's call sign is 20 William 12. That's same as Riggs and Murtaugh. <laughs> Again, how are you showing homage to something that literally just came out a couple of years before? He's just reaching. That's hey, incredible. good artist deal. Max, do you have any other facts? Uh, let's see. Cash's birthday was the same day Elvis died. Well, that's that's a great fact. Before we go to a commercial break, I have a new uh, segment that I want to add to the show. What? It's called Which Faltemeyer Am I? <laughs> so Harold Faltemeyer is the musician who did the score of this movie. You know that name because he also did a lot of other 80s movies. Don't mention them. Shush your shush. I know how excited you get when you have facts you want to give. Going back and listening to the score of this film, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give Max... Three different scores from three different Faltemeyer movies, and I want you to identify which one is Tango and Cash. That's the that's goal number one. Okay. The second goal is can you name the other two movies? And I'll throw a little uh, curveball in there. Maybe I'm lying, and maybe they're all from Tango and Cash. You okay. don't know. I'm gonna have to let's let see. you see. Max, are you ready? Yes. All right. Here's your first one. Sound a little familiar? Yeah. Can I guess? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. You ready for your second one? Yep. Here you go. Also sounds familiar and sounds like the first one, perhaps. They really do. Hold on. Now for your third one. Playing the same song over. And I am over. not. Okay. I am not. Max, what is your guess on what the first one was? Beverly Hills Cop. Incorrect. Okay. What is your guess on what the second one was? Tango and Gash. Correct. Okay. What is your guess on what the third one was? Did he do Police Academy? He did. <laughs> Why would you think that's Police Academy? Yeah, it's so goofy. The first one, yeah. Fletch. Oh, that is Fletch. The third one, Beverly Hills Cop. Dang. Yeah, they all sound alike. His Top Gun stuff doesn't sound like that, though, right? No. Yeah. But he also was doing that with other people, mm. like uh, Fry. What's his face? <laughs> Glenn Fry. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, dial it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Eagles, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we need more synth. Synth this bad boy up. All right, Max. With that being said, let's take a break for a couple words from our sponsors. Buzz in the Towers also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. It's really nice of Tango to uh, allow his sister to live rent-free. Or was she paying rent? Paying rent, but a good deal nonetheless. Because he's in real estate, Max. And Dolby Real Estate is going to help you either buy the perfect home or sell your house at such a gain that you have plenty of cash if you need to bribe a federal jury. Or if you want like a giant evil Grand layer. Jury? Oh, well, evil, an evil layer in a quarry. 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 Yeah. Quarry. Quarry, friend. Quandary. Quandary. Question. Who is Jack? <laughs> Reach out to Dolby Real Estate today. They are going to take care of you like you're one of their own. Like you're a good old pal. A friend. A com- tango to a cash. A tango to a, a cash to a tango, if you will. 400 million in sales. A thousand homes sold. Talk to him today. Get into your house or out of the one you're in and enjoy the home buying and selling experience. It's kind of a fun little experiment. I thought you'd enjoy that. Yeah, that was fun. All right. All right. All right, one last fact that's really important. Oh, uh, Terry Hatcher boy. learned to play the drums for this movie. That's an incredibly important fact. I don't know. She looked her. like, I mean, when I go to a strip club, I want to see a drum solo. There are no drummers in strip clubs. Who goes to that club? 
What's the what's the advertisement? People that are enjoy dance. <laughs> at, that, at night with drinking, tasteful, beautiful dance. That's what they want. <laughs> with a full bar. And Max. Like, on that <laughs> note, we're moving over to our characters. We've got uh, the 1989 Tango and Cash. So we already said it was directed by four different people. So oh wait 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 last last crazy thing Jack Palance. I'm sorry. You know the mice thing? Yes. So that's when not sniff the mice. No. Yeah. So the mice when he nice the mice the mice sniff. Sorry. Go ahead. So the mice thing isn't part of the script. Jack Palance went to a petting zoo with his grandson like a couple of weeks beforehand sure. and got really into the mice idea. And he bought the maze with his own money and he put it out and no one would tell him no. Slash Stone's like, oh, I like this yeah. idea. <laughs> we'll call a little mouse Rocky too. <laughs> Max, are yes. you ready? Yeah. Okay. No, wait. No. <laughs> Andre and Albert. The two directors that really mean anything. So Andre had done Runaway Train and Tango and Cash. Yep. Albert your guy did Purple Rain. Yeah, he's a music video guy. This feels like a music video kind of. Yeah. Rocky Four is a music video. This feels like a music fever dream. <laughs> That's okay, though. I'd love to direct a music fever dream. The writer, Randy Feldman, I got nothing. Yeah. Bar Mitzvah in 63. <laughs> I don't know anything else wrote, about him. Uh, he wrote Metro. Oh, okay. Good. Which is a bad Eddie Murphy movie. Let's talk about Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Lieutenant Ray Tango. Uh, Lieutenant I, Dan. I did most of his stuff in the 80s, but not all of it because I didn't have the appetite. But this is a pretty – this. I want you to listen to what I'm saying under the description of started, genuine, and slowly sold out throughout the 80s, okay? Okay. Keep that as a backdrop in your mind. Yep. Okay? Nighthawks in 81. Fantastic Vi- movie. Victory in 81. Rocky 3 in 82. First Blood in 82. Rhinestone in 84. Rambo 2. Uh, First Blood Part 2 in 85. Rocky 4 in 85. Cobra in 86. There over the top Here in 87. Yeah. Rambo 3 in 88. Lockup in 89. Tango and Cash in 89. The man's an entertainer. Doesn't matter what you need from him. I'll defend Lockup because I happen to enjoy it. Yeah, Shawshank. Yeah, well, Lockup is the uh, deep impact, if you will, <laughs> of Shawshank. But again, as I've noted to you before when you tried to claim that Shawshank stole from this movie, excuse me, when you tried to claim that Lockup stole from Shawshank, this did come out before Shawshank. You know that, right? Yeah, but Stephen King's novel came out before. Maybe they Stephen King out. swore off films in the 80s after Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, no, but he wrote the script for Shawshank before this movie came out, so maybe someone saw it. Maybe Sly likes to steal stuff. He does, apparently. He's trying to tip his hat and be like, I'll climb through four miles of the most disgusting. You you do better than I do. (laughs) You know he did a voice in Ants? Yeah. He did. He was the one guy who was uh, his. Who was you Woody, he was, yeah, he was. He, you know, he's Woody Allen's buddy oh, cool. in the movie. Was he good? He was good. Yeah, he was pretty. Actually, he was pretty good. Yeah. Listen, Stallone's not terrible. No, do you like, know I just saw Guardian of the Galaxy three. I liked him in it. Yeah. He was good in it. Do you know what he's underrated in Drive? Yes, he is awesome. Yes, in it. that movie's I agree good. With that. It's a great movie. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, Kurt Russell as Lieutenant Gabriel Cash, the best. Now, this on the inverse of what I was just saying. Look at the consistency of his career and how he's making real movies mixed with silliness, right? The best of times. You're GD right. I put that in there. <laughs> Used Cars in 80, Escape from New York in 81, Fox and the Hound in 81, The Thing in 82, The Best of Times in 86, Big Trouble in Little China in 86, Overboard in 87, Tequila Sunrise in 88. Is that good? It's great. Okay, I need to watch that. Tango and Cash in 89, and then, as I noted to you earlier, Backdraft in 90. Yeah, big one. 90s. Backdraft might have been 91. I just watched Breakdown for the first time. I have not. Oh, it's really good. It's like a, losing my voice. A lot yeah. of tango and cash. But my favorite roles of his are definitely uh, Death Proof is, in, is my favorite role of his. And The Thing. 
Yeah. You love the thing. I do. But also I love uh, Stargate. Oh, yeah. He's really good in Stargate. Oh, do you want to hear the little deep cut thing he did? I, I didn't Stargate. know. Uh, wait, you hate Stargate? I love, no, okay, I love good. Stargate. Good. Great James Spader. Mm-hmm. He's usually not like a nice guy, and he's a nice guy. He still pulls off like the awkward, weird Spader that you know. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't have the confidence he normally has. Yeah, he's yeah. usually just oozing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> ooze. Uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Russell played the voice of Elvis. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, he was in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So isn't that cool? Roger Dodger. Yeah. Max, Jack Palance, who plays Tango Ives Parrot. Ives a parrot. Eve's Yves parrot. parrot. <laughs> Ives a parrot. Eve's <laughs> parrot. It's a southern parrot. I do declare. <laughs> cool myself off. Uh, is there any better late 80s, early 90s villain than Jack Palance? Nope. You ready for this? Yep. LG Murphy in The Young Guns in 88, Grissom in Batman in 89, Eve's Parrot in Tango and Cash in 89, and Curly in City Slickers in 91. He's just got a face that looks like it tells a story. He had an incredibly long career. I mean, he was doing TV in like the 20s. He was in Shane, the no movie TV Shane. In the, in, the, in the 20s? I, that's why I said there's no, I, I overspoke. Shane, <laughs> you're going to live forever. No. Oh, no, no, the, not, not fame. The cowboy one. yeah. <laughs> Fame. I'm an old cow folk. <laughs> the cowboy, you know? Inner space. Please stop. I will not. You're all throaty today. I know. I've been fighting something all week. I'm just feeling better today. <clears throat> I hope you catch it. I don't catch anything. I know. So that one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh. nice mutton lettuce tomato sandwich. <laughs> you made so much fun of me. Terry Hatcher, Catherine Kiki Tango, humana, the humana. exotic dancer. Yeah. Uh, you had already mentioned it. Lower. From Is 90, it in? From Is it in? From, 90, <laughs> live it in. from 93 to 97, <laughs> she was Lois Lane on the Lois and Clark, The New Adventures she of was Superman. Great. Her and Dean Cain. She, she was huge. Everybody knew who she was. Yeah. Her career was super weird. Like these like spots where she'd hop in and out. Everybody knew who she was. Gorgeous, beautiful, great actress. You would have thought she would have had a bigger career than she did. So Desperate Housewives was a big thing for a while. And then tomorrow, before that, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. Her being a Bond girl was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, in 97. But yeah, Desperate Housewives, Housewives uh, was a big thing. And she had one of the most iconic Seinfeld episodes. True that. He's dating her, and he's not sure if she's got uh, breast enhancements. So at the end, she like dumps him, and she goes, and for your... For your information, they're real and they're spectacular. Ah, yes, yeah. yes. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Oh. Come back, Terry Hatcher. Ma- Max, Roy Brocksmith as Federal Agent Davis. I only am bringing him up because he was Dr. Edgemar in Total Recall, <laughs> who one one drop of sweat down the side of his face forced... Uh, we have tons of other people to talk about. Why'd you bring him up early? <laughs> I wanted to bring him up early. <laughs> Took a bullet to the head because of that. Okay. Uh, additionally, Herb Kendall in Arachnophobia, which is a great 90s movie. Can't watch that movie. Oh, that's Spider Fear. That's right. You're going to yeah. have to watch. I can't wait till we start doing uh, Why did 90s God invent spiders? I don't get it. I don't either. Eight fingers, eight eyes. Wait, eight fingers? No. Wait, what no, are they? No, they're eight, eight arms, eight legs. Yeah. God, so many arms. And additionally, he was Deputy James in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Now, you won't immediately remember who this is, but when Bill and Ted are killed and they come back as ghosts, remember how he jumps into his dad's head at the police station? Deputy James is the second guy. So when he jumps into him, he's like, I totally believe you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. Does that make you happy? You know how passionate I am about that movie, Max. Uh, Let's see. Who do we got? James Hong. Max, you and I did a very, very long, a very, very long, a very hong, a very hong, long hong, <laughs> long dong, long dong, yeah. long dot com. Uh, TikTok, <laughs> yeah, about the career of this guy. He's, I, he's I, in his eighties. He's, he's in everything. Rocking. He's in everything. Everything, everywhere, all the time. I just grabbed 
short highlights. I'm missing a bunch. Blade Runner, Missing in Action, Big Trouble in Little China, of course, of course, David Lopan, which I still think is the funniest thing in the world. His last name is Lopan and his first name is David. Yeah, that's, I think that was yeah, right. that's all right. Kung Fu Panda. Uh, he was in Mikhail's Navy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I love Mikhail's Navy. Dr. Hong in The Golden Child. Yeah. And my favorite role of his, hands down, Cassandra's father in Wayne's World 2. Yeah, with the uh, dubbing. Jeff the Wong. Fight. Yeah. Yep. What are your intentions for my daughter? <laughs> ah. This was kind of a fun one for me because I don't know that you'll remember this at all, but I remember this. They're essentially. Pepperidge Farm remembers. I, I, yeah. <laughs> There are two kind of like bosses outside of Jack Palance's boss, right? So you have Hong. Yeah, Lopez. Yeah, exactly. You got it. So Lopez is played by Mark Alamo. Do you know who, what else he's in? BJ and the Bear. He's the hitchhiker in The Last Starfighter. Oh, that's cool. And he's Everett in Total Recall. So do you remember in Total Recall how you had Richter? who like had that kind of dust up with the military guy. They had like the animosity towards him. Yeah. That military guy is our boy, Mark Alamo. Oh, cool. Philip Tan, who is the Asian assassin who was hired to kill Kurt Russell's character in this movie, Gabriel yeah. Cash. Yeah, he gets the chair on his face. Do you know what he's in? Stunt coordinator stuff. Do you want to hear this? He's a, well, before you give me the stunt coordinator, he's uh, one of the thugs in Temple of Doom at the beginning of the movie when they're in that bar, which was it was a George Lucas bar, wasn't it? Named after something? Yeah, it was yeah. named after God. It was like a Flash Gordon. Yeah, thing, right? yeah, yeah. Like that, right? Uh it wasn't named after Flash Gordon. Well, the the comic stuff. I hate you so much. Okay, continue. Sorry, stunt coordinator hit me. Did you not know what he did the stunt coordinator for? I do not. Oh my God, this dude had a career. He did for Empire of the Sun, Willow. Batman Returns, Three Ninjas, Surf Ninjas, Hot Shots Part Two, your favorite. Hot Shots. <laughs> hot Shots Part Two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to stop. We got to take a break on this one. We got to camp out here for a minute and appreciate that you just referred to Hot Shots Part Two as Hot Shots because Hot Shots <laughs> is is a t-shirt waiting to be made. I got nervous. Yeah, I got, oh, you do. got nervous and you had Hot Shart. Yeah. Demolition Man. No, you're not, not leaving it yet. We're not just going to skim over Hot Shots. <laughs> We've all had some hard shots. How about hot shards part deuce? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> You've quite a few of those. You went a whole. You were going really good today. You yeah. had not blurred your words together at all until we got to hot shards. Well, I got nervous about the next couple words: Demolition Man, Orgasmo, Wild Wild West, Corky Romano, Minority Report, Fast and Furious Three, and The Hangover. And hot shards. Yeah, part deuce. Really hot. All right, man. Skid Mark Steve. Risk. There you go. Uh, moving on from Philip Tan. What about Breon James? Hello. We already did him. You did his. Uh, you talked about his career. We said Blade Runner. And that go, was go it. Go at Max. Go. He was in Fifth Element. I'm not done. By the way, I have other ones. He's to in do. 48 Hours. He's Kehoe. Okay. And he's in Silverado. He's in Armed and Dangerous. He's in Cherry 2000. Is he in Hot Shards? <laughs> He was. He was. He looks like he would take a few. Michael Pollard, who plays Owen. Owen. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, you knew I was going to say that because we're talking about Tango and Cash. He's the Q. He's Andy and Roxanne in 87. He's Herman in Scrooge in 88. Uh, Harold in Next of Kin in 89. Uh, remember Harold? Yeah. Yeah, you remember him. And then uh, Tango and Cash. Owen. <laughs> And no, can we talk about my favorite character? Robert Zadar. Yeah, the you face. You love him. So, Cherry 2000. So, well, first of all, did a little history research on this guy. Because that chin. That's chin. Well, you think there's something medically? I looked up, like, there's nothing medically wrong with him. I don't know, man. He looks like Joe Swanson. I know that upon birth, his mother died. <laughs> <laughs> that got you. It's good. I got you. So, he went to Arizona State, party okay. school. Yeah, yeah. He was a singer, guitar, keyboard player in sure. Nova Express. Sure. He was a Chippendales dancer. He was on the Chicago police force. He was a jingle writer, an ad executive, and then he was on Maniac Cop as the main bad guy, and he's in a ton of bad movies yeah. as a villain. And that's Robert Zadar. Yeah. 
That's Tango and Cash. You put you broke that chin. God, I loved you and Conan the Barbarian. You did a shot at Arnold. Uh oh, it's Conan. Of course, it's a shot at Arnold. Yeah. They did a bunch of shots at Arnold. Yeah, Max, I'm not covering any other uh, members of this married. Oh, one last one. You got uh, Weiler, who's one of the cops, is played by Louis Arquette. Yeah. He's also the Cardinal in Little Nicky. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. God. Remember, he like, has feet on pizzas. Is there anything else about this movie you want to talk about? Uh, rats in a maze, men in a cage. That's my high school yearbook quote. It's great. You know what mine is? What? Tango and cash. <laughs> cash and tango. Max, if you have nothing else, which thank God you don't, I'm going to take us on over to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Josh Bossman. He is the proprietor of SMC Trivia. And they are doing SMC's 80s Trivia Week, which will involve 80s-themed trivia questions at all of their sponsored locations through the week of 618-23. Check out his Instagram, at SMC, and that's M's and Michael, SMC underscore trivia, and uh, you, or you can look him up just as Josh Bossman, B-O-S-M-A-N. I've been to this trivia. It's so much fun. We should it's, go. It's very interactive. We should it's go. Very Why cool. don't I get invited yeah. to that? I get well, invited to a never stupid come, couple's bachelor party. You don't I come out to, to anything. I hate you so much, Max. Let's hear what Josh had to say about the greatest film of the 80s, Tango of 1989 December. Yes, yes. Hello. I have not been asked for my thoughts on a movie in a long time, so I'm just going to read what I wrote down. I took notes on this movie called Tango and Cash. I have the word CAMP in all caps with a big circle. And then I have a side note that says, what does it mean? I have a bullet point that says overacting. I have another bullet point that says casual reaction to drugs pre-Nixon. There was drug use in this movie. And now that I think about it, it was actually post-Nixon. So that's potentially interesting. Another note I have is crazy action in all caps. I think that speaks for itself. Couple more notes. Uh, Stallone is skinny AF. Another note says forget it. Third note says what are these 16 TV screens usually used for? <laughs> There was an antagonist that uh, that had about 16 TV screens that all seemed dedicated to one purpose. Okay, I'm running out of time. Let's see. Casual extreme violence. Coordination between antagonists is amazing. Fubar uh, was recently used as a as a Netflix show title. Usage of cash. As a noun versus adjective. I think that's when I started falling asleep. So I'll say I loved this movie because it was basically the precursor to all of Marvel's nonsense. Thank you so much for having me. I am so in love with the fact that I am on this podcast right now. Everybody have a great night. Bye-bye. Before I say a word... Do you know what immediately pops into my head? What? Josh 
sounds exactly like Christian Slater from Pump Up the Volume. Oh, yeah. He, for whatever reason, I can't believe we'd be the first to tell him this. He has the same sounding voice as Christian Slater. Got the slick, straight shooter kind of thing. Yeah. No, that's a little bit Nicholson. Well, Slater is a little bit Nicholson. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to be the next Nicholson. All right. You're supposed to be the next Nicholson. I hope so. No, you're not. He's looking great. You're supposed to be the next Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. (laughs) Don't call me Shirley. Shirley, Shirley, Shirley. I mean, look, it's... It's comforting to hear other people watch this movie and get a little confused by the things that we do. Um, I don't understand the precursor to Marvel, but I'm there. I'm I'm in for it if he thinks that that's what happened. Yeah, how, they both how, ended up in Marvel. I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, they both were in Marvel. Yeah. Marble. Marble. Marbles. <laughs> oh, I was about to. I can't even do that from Major League. Can't make any jokes about the movies. I have like no anymore. marbles. I guess you can though. So there you go, Max. On that note, Josh, thanks for swinging by, and we will. I'd like to come take your marbles with you. I'd like to come to trivia night. Max never invites me anywhere, so he's a shame. I invite you all the time to everything. Die. I want you to die. You have a family. I hate you so much. Uh, With that being said, if you liked what you heard, please hit that subscribe button. (laughs) Turn on the charm. And uh, leave us a review. Some stars, preferably five is the most. Yeah. Give us six. I like that. (laughs) Tango and Cash says six stars. You're my number one, Max. For more content, go to at Buzz in the Tower. Use that handle on any of the social media platforms that are out there. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Check out our buddy, Mr. Bossman himself at Bossman SMC underscore trivia. And uh, what am I forgetting? Anything? No, I think you're good. Uh, website, buy some gear, wear your swag. Be proud, proud to be an American. By the way, the funniest part of this whole movie, which you didn't talk about, is when Kurt Russell freaks out. He's like, I will be damned if I'm killed by some limey immigrant. I oh, want yeah. to be killed by, by an American. American. <laughs> like, we should sample that and just run it every 4th of July. Do, that's, it. That's, do it at the end of the show. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I can't. There's too much swearing. Okay, Max, how do you want to wrap up this uh, episode? Because it is a dandy. I think that with your IQ, you're unarmed and still very dangerous. You think that was a tip of the hat to Armed and Dangerous with John Candy <laughs> and uh, what's his face? Levy? Eugene? Yeah. Eugene! <laughs> Hit me with a drum solo on the way out. I'll never play drums for you in an exotic dancing club, not a strip club. In Vegas, you will. All right, Max, I'm ready to close it out. Ray Tango has done it to us again. If it isn't Tango, it's cash. Tango and cash. Cash and Tango. These two cops are driving me crazy. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.